this is a continuation of my message the last time, which was called Trusting God Implicitly, okay? Some of us have been in situations where we've had challenges and we've had to trust God with everything. We've had no choice. You know, we can either trust God or trust ourselves or trust other people with what's going on with us. Um, there's been times in our lives that we've had to trust God for our finances. You know, those doing their GCSEs right now and A-levels, um, you know, you would understand you need to trust God because what you're learning, you need to trust God so that what you're learning, you will retain for when you see that paper and that paper will favor you. So as you're doing your exams, you're praying, you're seeking him because it's him that's going to get you through it. You know, we've had to trust God for many things. You know, we've had to trust God for our children, trusting him that he will help our children. Sometimes they may be disobedient or they're going off in a certain direction or hanging with friends that they shouldn't be hanging around. But we're trusting God that he will move, that he will speak to them and he will speak to us to help them. Because as parents, the Bible tells us we should train up our children in the way they should go. And when they're older, they will not depart from it. So as the Lord speaks to us, he gives us wisdom we're able to trust him to bring them up in the way he has spoken to us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Also trusting God for that we've woken up today. You know, it's not by age or it's not um, by must that we will wake up each morning. Just because you may be 10 years old, oh yeah, I'll be, I'll be waking up this morning. Absolutely not. You know, it's trusting God, believing that, Lord, we're going to be healthy until, we're, you know, until we're of old age, that we will live long lives, we will live healthy lives, and he will give us that wisdom to live healthy lives as well. Amen? Okay, I see that my time has gone down. Okay, do I not have, okay, yes, a half an hour, okay, all right, anyway, <laughs> moving on swiftly. Um, I've had to trust God for things in my life. A few years ago, I remember this distinct, distinctly. Um, some of you know, but I had a fear of tunnels, namely Blackwall Tunnel. Mm. Um, there was, it was, I was perfectly fine to start off with. And then for some reason, I don't know what came over me, I started to fear going through the Blackwall Tunnel. I've driven through the Blackwall Tunnel before and it has not been an issue. But then suddenly it started being an issue. And I was like, what's this? And so much so that if I'm driving, I'll change my route. So if Mecca's driving, I'm like, we need to change that route. We're not going through that tunnel. Um, you know, but I've ha I had to trust God because things were getting out of hands. I thought, who's winning here? Is it God or is it the enemy? So I had to literally trust God. And when you're trusting God, you, you, you find that you've prayed your, the prayer that you're praying as you're trusting him but you have to walk by faith you literally need to step out in faith so as you're praying you're believing that what I'm praying for will happen you know so it's just about looking to him as we're trusting God last week I was um something came up for me on I think it was YouTube and it was about Creflo Dollar I don't know if some some of you here know Creflo Dollar and I didn't realize this, but he was, he actually made me feel quite emotional. But he was speaking about how during the COVID years and the last three years from COVID, he's had to live the life of Job. 
And I thought, what's he talking about? Anyway, as he continued talking, he talked about how he, um, at first, during COVID, he got COVID. His lungs um, were surrounded by blood clots. And then from being healed, no, and then I think not too long afterwards, he um, contracted shingles, which caused some nerve damage and also caused him pain. And then, that's not where it ends, after that, he got cancer. And the cancer that he got, the tumors that um, were causing the cancer, they were literally sucking out all the nutrients from his body. But he, I think he said he had two tumors. And I thought, wow. And as he spoke, he just, he, when he, obviously he was reliving the moment, but I just thought, oh my goodness, not just one, two, three things. And I thought, and he was saying about how he had to trust God through this experience, you know, because it's not very easy. Going through such a thing, it's not easy. We all know if you've been ill and seriously ill, it's not easy because every day is a battle, every day, depending on what you're going through. So trusting God, as my message said, it's we have to trust him implicitly. It's not doing things our way, but doing things God's way, the way he wants us to do things. Okay. So um, I am just going to quickly recap on what I um, started last week. So the first thing I said last week was it is important for us to um, trust God. Um, it is vital because Hebrews eleven six it says that, but without God, it is impossible to please God, to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is he is. You need to know that who God is. He is the I am. He is who he says that he is. He is also the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Where are we placing our trust? That's what we need to consider. Trust is a must. If we call ourselves believers, we have to trust because in order for us to even be believers, we have to have that faith and trust in him. And we need to know who he is. We've received the revelation, so therefore we believe who he is, and we walk in that. It's also, when we're trusting God, there is a position that we take when we're trusting God. There's a mindset that we need to have. We need to have that stance of, um, this is what I believe, because the enemy will be doing his thing. They'll be bringing things your way, bringing distractions, left, right, and center, but you just need to make sure your gaze is heavenward. You need to be looking to him and focusing on him. It's also the words that we speak, and I'll go into this later on. The words that we speak, um, the attitude that we have when we're trusting him. The words that we speak, speaking life words over ourselves, over the situation, which I will go into later on. Um, I also said that some believers struggle to trust in God because of past hurts, past pains, things that they've been through, past disappointments. But God is saying, trust me. Isaiah 43, 18 to 19 says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I even make a road I will, make, I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. 
He is doing a new thing. What's happened in the past is the past. We need to look forward to what he is doing. So as we put our trust in, we will never fail when we put our trust in him. We will never fail because at times when we put our trust in God, which I'm going to expand on later on, we go by human time, our timing, when we say things should happen, not when God says things should happen. So that's when we start to feel frustrated. Frustration sets in. And that's not how it should be. It should be God's timing that we're looking to. He is doing a new thing in us as we trust him, as we look to him. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. The thoughts he has towards us should make us believe that, yes, he will do. He is, he will do. He's the rewarder of those who trust him. He will do for us. He has a future and a hope for us. We're also to learn to walk with God, hand in hand, side by side, not us going ahead and God behind us, but we need to walk with him so that our pace is not ahead of him. Because when our pace is ahead of him, we're like looking back, thinking, Lord, where are you? What's happening? Um, you know, it's not happening. Frustration again starts to set in. But there has to be a, a pace, and it has to be God's pace. I also went in to say, um, to, to say how we trust God. We trust him with all our heart, as Proverbs 3, 5 says. Leaning not on our own understanding. So we're trusting him and what he's saying. We're not leaning on what um, others are saying. You know, sometimes you've got others that might say something. It may not be what God wants for you. So you need to listen. At, sometimes, obviously, when people come, God's speaking to them, um, speaking to you through them. But at times, it's not others we should be listening to. It's what God is saying to us at that point. Because they could get things wrong. So it's just listening at, having that, those ears to listen out to what God is saying. It's learning to dwell in the secret place of prayer and his presence. You know, we wake up, we're seeking him. Lord, what are you saying to me today? There are times even during the day God could be speaking to you. So it's not just sing, um, putting him in that box. Okay, that's just for the morning. But throughout the day, allow him to speak. And he speaks through different situations, um, you know. Yesterday, um, I was speaking to somebody and they were saying to me, they went away on a spa weekend and they thought they were going for a spa because they're in the middle of writing a book. They thought they were going for a spa, but God actually met with them there because God showed them somebody that was going to help them with this book. And the person was, when the person was speaking, they were speaking about um, what her book is about. She was like, oh my goodness, Lord. This is the person, and God was saying, this is the person that's going to help you with this book, with the information. And she was just really bowled over by how the Lord was doing things. So it's just listening out for how God is speaking to you um, as we seek him in prayer. Also, my favorite is standing on his word. You know, you have a situation, use his word. Use his word to pray. Stand on his word. Because his word is what's going to get you through. His word is what's going to give you that strength. And cause you to open your eyes to see and believe. Have that trust, that deeper trust that God is going to do for you. 
also is, and I think this is where I stopped, um, it's about our actions as well. Trusting God through our actions. We can't be saying, oh, I trust in you, Lord. But our actions are doing complete opposite. Absolute opposite. And this is, um, I think, the bit that I stopped to where I spoke about 1 Kings um, chapter 18, 20 to 40. We didn't read the whole thing, but I gave um, kind of like a synopsis of what was happening in there. But Elijah's um, victory took place here. There was him and the Baal gods, and he went against them, showing them what God can do. So they had to build an altar and light the um, sacrifice that was there. There was no fire, so the Baal gods, they then had to um, light the fire, spent the whole day doing this to no avail. Nothing happened. Elijah came, and what happened? In 1 Kings 18.38, it said that the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burned sacrifice. Because Elijah's God, which is our God, our Yahweh, he is the only one that can do such a thing. Could we stand there and say, fire, come, come, and we're not calling on God? No, it's not going to happen. We have to look to God. We have to allow God to minister to our situations, trusting him implicitly. Daniel eleven thirty two says, the people who know their God, they shall be strong and carry great exploits. Those who know their God. When you know your God, you just sit there calmly like, okay, yeah, you carry on. But I know that God's going to do for me. You know, if only we can always be like that, just be at peace. Having that peace that God is going to do. God is going to move in our situations. You know, I've said this before and I'm going to repeat it again. But those of you doing exams, there are quite a few of you here. You know, just you've done your part. But just believe the day of celebrations, August 17th for the A-levels and GCS is 24th. Just believe that God's going to do for you. He's going to move. He's going to do miraculous works. You'll be opening that result. Oh, my goodness. Wow. You know, those of us who are looking for a breakthrough in different things, whether it's health or finances, we're believing that that day is going to come. We're going to testify because you may not be able to see it straight away. But when you go to the doctor's next, the doctor will be saying, oh, there's nothing there. You know, or you see some amounts in your bank account. Hmm? Where did that come from? But amazing. We're, we're believing. We have to have that faith. You know, we have to have that faith. I remember speaking um, to somebody once. I don't know if it was my children. I can't, can't remember who it was. And um, I was saying to them, stories that we read in the Bible, they're actually true. But they're there to help us to believe that these things can happen. Because these are ordinary people. Elijah, who is in the Bible, he was an ordinary person. You know, he was at times fearful, the Bible said. You know, when, um, am I going to go into it later? I can't remember. But when um, Jezebel was after him, wanted to kill him, he was scared. Absolutely scared. You know, he was a man like us. But did he move mountains? Yes, he did. You know, we can do the same and we have this encouragement. That's why we stand on God's word, because God's word is going to help us through our situations. Don't believe that the enemy can defeat you. Because the enemy can't. It's already been done. It's already been done. It was done on the cross at Calvary for us. It has already been done. God can do anything for us. And as, and as the scripture says, 
We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We have to remember that. Keep telling, you, keep telling yourself this. You know, in the secular world, they, they say, say it until you, fake it until you make it. In our world, you just have to say, keep on speaking scriptures over you until you believe it. Eventually, you start to believe, yes, this is me. And you start to feel empowered that you can do anything according to God's word. Not doing what God doesn't want you to do according to God's word. And there's a timing to how we should do things as well. With regards to our actions, doing things, um, trusting God through our actions, Noah also showed trust in God through his actions. When he was told to build the ark, he was ridiculed, he was mocked. And why? Because they're like, what are you on? It's dry land. There's no rain coming. There's no sign of rain. What are you talking about? You know, but he did not listen to people. You know, sometimes the Lord speaks to us. It sounds so ridiculous. You know, those of you who are young, I'm sure you have, you may have gone through this. Your image, your reputation. Oh, Lord, I can't go and do that, Lord. But guess what? The Lord is speaking who are we going to um, listen to? Is it God or is it man? When we stand before God, are we going to be like, Lord, but my reputation, you know, but Lord, people were looking at me and this was happening, that was happening. But we have to do it. I remember um, this was a few years ago. There was something happening in the park, Medway Park, and I, we went to it as a family. And I remember clearly there was a lady there pushing her pram. And I felt it so strongly. Go and speak to her. What's she going to think? This woman coming up to her and saying what? And I didn't do it. And you don't want to live on regret. I'm like, Lord, please bring that situation, bring another situation like that again for me to respond to you. Because that was God speaking to me, but I didn't do it. Because why? Because I was, I was thinking, the woman's going to be thinking, who's this crazy person coming to speak to me? Sometimes things that seem crazy, we need to go ahead and do it, you know? Was it last week or two weeks ago, went to Chatham um, High Street and there was, a, there was an English man there. You know, he was preaching the word, preaching the gospel. And you had a group of young people that were there. And as he was preaching, they kept shouting things, shouting things at him. And I was like, oh, Lord, can I see myself doing that? But, Lord, you haven't told me to do that. So mm, that's not me. <laughs> that's not me for now. You know, but I just thought. God clearly spoke to him to stand there preaching. Even though there were these guys, they were mimicking him, they were going on at him, shouting. You know, every, you could just about hear what he was saying, even though he had a mic, because there was a group of them saying things. But God has spoken to him, and he's trusting God with what God is saying. Noah trusted God to build the ark. You know, he trusted God to build the ark. He didn't think about his reputation he didn't think about what? No, he didn't think about what people thought of him. He did what he, he knew God was saying to him. I pray that as we do life, as God speaks to us, we will be in obedience to what he's saying to us. We will trust him in those things, whether little, whether big. We will trust in those things. That he's saying. Whether we're at work 
or we're in school settings, we will trust in what he's saying to us. If it's to speak to somebody, to say, you know, to whatever it is he wants us to say, or to even pray for somebody at work, we will do exactly that. Trusting God includes surrendering to God's timing, as I said before, and not our time. It also means not comparing ourselves to others, because sometimes we can be looking at what others have and we don't have. Whether it's material things, whether it's spiritual things, spiritual gifts, where we're comparing ourselves. Trusting God means we're not comparing ourselves. Well, we're looking to God. We're content and we're satisfied with where we're at because we know our God is going to move in our situation. Trusting God means that we're waiting for God's appointed time. Habakkuk 2 verse 3 says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time. There is an appointed time. Later on, I think I touch on that, um, the scripture in Genesis where the, um, the angel tells Sarah that they're going to come back. She will have a baby and she, they will come. There is going to be an appointed time. It's always an appointed time for everything that God gives us. We were born at an appointed time. We weren't born too early. Sometimes some children are born early. But that's what God wanted for them. Sometimes they're born later than the due date, but that's what God wanted because God is in control. There is an appointed time for everything in the kingdom of God. Trusting God means having a certain mindset. We need to have kingdom mindset when we're trusting God. Because things may appear a certain way, like there's no life in them. But when we trust God, we have that mindset. Through our words, through our prayers, we will speak life. I was speaking to somebody this week and um, they're going through some issues. And it doesn't seem so great. But I said, you just need to trust God. Call forth those things that are not as though they are. These things may not appear to be happening, but as you speak to God, you will start to see changes. In 2 Kings, verse 4, we read the story of a Shunammite woman. I'm not going to read it because of time. Um, but we read the story of the Shunammite woman. She had, um, she kept seeing this man of God going through town. And she said to her husband, you know, let's do the upper room for him so that he can come to stay. He stayed in their house and, you know, they would have chats and so on and so forth. And then because of her service to him and because of how she has hosted him, he said to her, she, she received favor from him through, well, received favor from the Lord through him. And that's the thing. Our, our service to God, that's why it says for us to please God and not man. Our service to God 
as we honor God through our service, he blesses us. Even in the little things, he blesses us. He puts things to happen. The Shonanite woman received favor from the Lord. And the man of God, who was Elisha, said to her that because of her generosity, that he was going to um, bless her. He told her that she would have a son at the appointed time. At the appointed time, she had a son. And what happens? The son dies. Now, when this boy dies, do you know what? It's, it's amazing how when we have the right mindset for situations, miracles happen. The boy dies. Your natural thing would be, huh? Because he, she, the, the boy goes to his dad, who was outside farming, and he tells his dad, because he had a headache, the dad says, go to your mum. So he goes to his mum, she holds him, and he dies in her arms. Okay. Now, your natural response is, as a woman, as a mother, you probably start screaming, oh, my days, my child has gone. But her response was very different. She didn't speak. She took him upstairs to the upper room where Elijah's room was. They had made a room for him. She laid him down. Her husband came and was asking if everything was okay. Her words were, it is well. It is well. You have to tell yourself that in your situations. Calling forth those things that are not as though they are. It is well. Okay? It is well. She goes to look for Elijah. Elisha. Sorry, she goes to look for Elisha. She finds him. He's asking, what's going on? I, I don't remember if she explained to him. I don't know. She didn't explain. She, he, anyway, he comes with her to the house. They go upstairs and he lays the boy down. Well, the boy was already laid down. And he prays for the boy. Prays. Short story, the boy lives. But what was her attitude? What was her response? When we're going through things, we need sometimes not to speak words. Because sometimes the words that we speak, it's very crucial we speak positive words. We speak life words. We see we're going through things. You just want to just not curse, but just say something negative. You know, I'm constantly saying to my children, life words. Yeah, mom, life words, life words. One day they'll get it. You speak life words. <laughs> Literally life words. You don't start thrashing that situation because calling forth those things that are not as though they are. Things may not appear as they, um, they, not, they may not appear right. They may appear dead. But guess what? You speak life words whether it's your marital issues, whether it's your children, whether it's your job situation, you speak life words so that the Lord can bless you, cause a miracle to happen. Because the moment you, because what the enemy wants, he wants you to start declaring over this thing, it is done, it is dead. No, 
It is not done. It is not dead. God is there. God is there. God will do according to his will. And that's exactly what the Shonanite woman did. She walked by faith and not by sight. She declared life words over her situation. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. When you're going through a situation, oh my goodness, the mind battles that you're going through. That's the first thing. The mind battles going back and forth. It's like a tennis ball going back and forth, back and forth. But we need to just capture that and just use God's word. Use God's word, making sure that our attitudes are right, our mindset. And we build our mindsets through the words that we speak. And what words are we going to be speaking? It's not the, the words that a friend is saying, but speaking scriptures. I'm constantly saying you speak scriptures over your situation. They will come alive. They will come alive. There is nothing too hard for God. The Shonanites woman's actions were faith and belief in God to save her son. Genesis 18, 14 says, is there anything too hard for me? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to that time of life and Sarah shall have a son. At the appointed time, the Lord will, re will return to your situation at the appointed time. And he will bring life to that situation. Ezekiel 37. Prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. These were dry bones that came to life. Your situation may be dry, but it will come to life. Because as long as God lives, your situation will not die. And we have to believe that. When the time is right, the appointed time, we will see life in our situation. The Shonanite woman had the right mindset. Okay. I'm going to be rounding up in a minute. She had the right mindset to deal with her situation. She did not lean on her own understanding, but she trusted in God, trusted in him for what she wanted to see. <laughs> her son, she wanted her son to live. I think I'm going to stop there. The other thing I wanted to say, actually, with regards to the Shonanite woman, is that there are times when, because Elisha, she put Elisha up in the upper room. There are times that people will come into our lives. We don't realize that they've come 
for such a time as this to help us. If Elisha was not there, would she have the same mindset? Because she has leaned on him, she has gleaned from him the things that he's saying because she recognized he was a man of God. Because that's what she said to her husband. This is a man of God. Let's put him up in the upper room so that when he comes, he will have somewhere to stay. Sometimes God puts people our way, you know, like-minded people, people to help us in our situation, to speak into us, to help us, to strengthen us, so that when a situation happens, we would have already been strengthened because immediately, you know, it wasn't natural. As a woman, it's not natural to just not say anything. Your son has just died. You'll be going through all sorts. But because of, this is just my thinking, because of things um, speaking to Elijah, leaning on him, maybe they've had conversations. You know, she's received from him, just being, you know, being with Elisha, has been in the presence of God and just walking with him and talking to him. She's been strengthened. So for that time, for that particular situation, and God brings people our way in similar ways so that they can help us in our situation. So we thank him. Okay. I'm going to stop there. If we could just bow our heads and just close our eyes. Father, Lord, we just want to thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for what we have received today. Father, Lord, I pray that we will start off our week trusting you implicitly, putting all our trust in you and not leaning on our own understanding. Father, Lord, I pray, oh God, that the battles that are ahead of us, I pray, oh God, that you will help us to stand on your word. You will help us, Lord, to speak life words over our situation. You will help us, Lord, to have the right mindset, the right attitude to deal with what's ahead. Lord, only you know what's ahead. So, Lord, help us. Help us, Father God, help us. Help us, Lord God, to be fully focused on you and to be armed for that battle. Whatever it is, Lord, we pray, we commit ourselves into your hands. Helping us not to rush ahead of you, but to walk with you. Yes, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Father God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that during the week, as we go about life, that we will not allow the enemy to do havoc in our lives. We will not give the enemy a foothold in our lives, Father God. But as we look to you, as we stand on your word, as we trust you, Father God, we will know how to deal with um, the enemy. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exhorts itself against the knowledge of God. We'll cast everything to um, to you. We will look to you, put everything to you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.